Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you online already. Hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Big hello. Good morning to James, Tim, Brendan, Luke, Alison, and Morning, folks. Let us know where you're dialing in from. If you're new, Jason Witten's my name, as it says right there. Most of you know that. But if you don't, big hello to you. Thanks for joining. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you found uh, somewhere cool to hang out. We've been doing this uh, Wealth Coffee Chat thing for a while now. Each morning, a few mad, keen property investors, maybe just like you, just uh, we get together, we hang out. And uh, we talk a little bit of shop. We talk a little bit of property investing. Um, happy Friday to you, Alison. It is a good, exciting time. Friday's good. Weekend's nearly here. Good to have all of you on this morning. Like I said, if you're new, give us a shout out um, as you go. Yeah, no problem, Brendan. We can touch on the uh, inflation thing. You know, uh, inflation... Latest inflation figures come down a little bit. I don't think we'll get to 2 or 3% for a little while yet, Brendan, but um, it's uh, certainly much better right now than it was six months ago. But uh, this morning, touching base on some of those market things, Brendan, as well, I wanted to talk about what drives, what drives marketplaces, often short-term, not long term, um, but what drives marketplaces in the short term? When we talk short term as property investors, what's a short time in property investment world? Tell me, folks, in the chat. Let me know what your definition of short, what's your, what's your definition of short, and what's our definition of long? All right, long term. All right, what is the definition of short? What's the definition of long? From a time point of view, when it comes to time, give me, uh, yeah, okay. For me, I'd probably call that one middle, um, <laughs> and I like it. 15 to 20 years, yeah, 15 to 20 years, that is absolutely beautiful. Um, and um, in the world of marketplaces, certainly for us as property investors, Short, a short period is that seven to 10 years. You're dead right. You're dead right. Absolutely. But if it wasn't us talking, us as property investors, what's the short time frame market? Yeah, market markets get reacted to. And I reckon, Donna, you're right. I reckon it's kind of that one to three years is this sort of short term time frame marketplace that, that we see. When attached to emotions, all right, let's talk about emotions that drive marketplaces um, that we see some things. It's important to understand them. It's important to understand them. So let's get a little bit interactive here this morning. What are are short-term emotions that drive marketplaces and drive prices and drive things? Uh, a little bit out of what what you would consider normal or ordinary, um, you know, when it comes to us as property investors. Let's have a look at it. Already, already, Tim has put one in the chat already, which is good, Tim. Um, but um, you know, this is something that um, 
drives in marketplace a marketplace when things are going great. The last couple of years, probably previous to the last six months, what was driving the market? FOMO, you know, all right, FOMO, fear of missing out. Exactly, Tim. You know, you know, everyone wanted one. No, everyone thought they were going to miss out on something. Let's get involved. Like property prices are going crazy, ballistic. You know, let's get involved. Let's get involved. Um, however, when the market's not going so great, when interest rates go up and the media mayhem lines themselves up, what does what what emotions drive the marketplace? What are people other than you and I, because we're educated investors who understand how things work? What emotions are driving these short-term decisions people make? What what things drive those short-term market behaviours? Put it in the chat for me. There's num- There's one big one. Boom, fear. You're dead right, Tim. Right, fear. Right, so fear. All right, and so really, at the end of the day, greed and fear. You're dead right. This is kind of like the greed, and this is the fear, and both of those, without both of those things, without long-term reasons, without long-term reasons, without long-term value. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses, exactly, Alison. Um, without long-term value. Um, you know, reasons, goals, right? Without long-term understanding of why you would be doing it becomes a challenge, a problem. Fear and FOMO, they're the, they're the types of markets that you don't want to get involved in. You don't want to get sucked into that emotional behavior. So let's have a look at um, something that's pretty interesting. When you have a look at, you know, anyone seen this before? This is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Give me a little yes. Give me a little why in the chat. Now, I want to connect this because this is a very, you know, important thing to understand as property investors. What drives marketplaces? Will it? Will, will this thing that's driving marketplaces um, hang around for a long time? Or, you know, will it uh, be short-term? All right, so the number one thing that drives most humans, most humans, right, is the need to be safe um, and Uh, driven by fear of not being safe or, or these sorts of things. So let's have a look at what this is. Now, I want you guys to think about this in terms of being a property investor, all right? I want you to think about it in terms of being a property investor. When it comes to us as property investors in the marketplace, you know, psychological needs, right? Now, do we want to, as property investors, provide, and this is where I want, I want you guys to think about this, provide real estate, provide investment properties for this end of town, okay? So now, now this is not like a, um, you know, a negative or, or something judgment. It's just where are we going to talk about things, right? Psychological needs, air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction, right? The 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 
simplest thing, the the base level of survival um, for us as property investors. Next, safety needs, personal security, employment resources, health and property. All right. So for all of us as investors, what does this area mean? What does this part, what does that mean when it comes to, by and large, the types of properties and the types of locations where we might invest to provide the minimum, the minimum for uh, a person who wants to rent or live, right? So often that ends up being in the lower socioeconomic areas um, and most of those tenants often, um, most of those tenants often haven't got the financial capacity beyond, let's say, two or three weeks of unemployment or whatever it might be, right? The next part, which is interesting, this is love and belonging. We're going to talk about this in a minute when it comes to money and dollars and cents and future. And then the last couple is esteem, which is love and belonging, friendship, family, intimacy, sense of connection. And I want you to think about what does all of this mean? When it comes to dollars, all right? When it comes to, how does this get expressed when it comes to wealth, investing, um, our future? Because I'm going to tie this together in a sec. Uh, and then the higher thing, the higher uh, hierarchy of needs, human behavior, self-esteem, respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom, desire to become the most that one can be, self-actualization, okay? All right, so let's remember this part when we talk about this next piece, which is what um, what we talk about often when it comes to building your wealth into the future uh, and when we look at the hierarchy of needs, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what does it look like, ladies and gents? Let's do a little conversation in and around that. Now, we've broken this down into a couple of sections, usually three sections. And when we talk, often this is the acquisition stage, the consolidation stage, and the lifestyle stage, right? You guys know we have those three conversations we talk about all the time when it comes to building your portfolio, structuring your um, structuring your behavior based on these stages, okay? Um, and uh, I want to maybe give this a little bit more today, give it a bit more foundation, give it a little bit more strength when it comes to understanding what this might mean. Often when we catch up with somebody, an investor, right at the start of their journey, it's usually between the ages of 20 and 50, Okay, that's usually and probably more around the ages of 25 to 45 is kind of like when we get to see, um, uh, we get to see for most of our investors. Yeah, exactly, 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 Alison. And this is the thing, this is the thing, because you know what? It needs to be about more, if you want to be really wealthy, or really financially secure, or whatever you want to call that, and whatever your version of that is, it needs to be about more than money. Like, listen, it's very rare I have met a person 
ever, an investor ever, and it's just about the money. I just want to be absolutely crazy rich and it, and it means nothing else than me having lots of dough, right? Because what drives most of us is this stuff here. When, when we have a look back at, back at um, after we take care of these ones, this is what drives most of us into the future, all right? So let's, let's continue the chat. In the beginning, where are you now? Most of us sit down and have a look at, all right, what do we need to do? What, um, what, uh, where are we going? What sort of thing uh, do we need to have a look at when it comes to our income into the future? And there's some basic plans. You guys know this. We've talked about this in the past, right? Right now, every single one of you online right now can create $110,000 income minimum by the age of 65 tax-free. Anyone want a $110,000 income tax-free by the age of 65? Put a yes in the chat for me. All right. Anyone want that as a minimum destination? All right. Um, as we go along, because for every single person, in the financial system, that is completely 100% available to anyone who is in the world of our capitalist process in Australia. Okay, that that's there. Okay, net investment assets. What do we need in our world when it comes to making this happen? Um, we need about two million dollars of net investment assets. Okay. Uh, along the way. What's the amount of uh, capital gains tax-free and income tax-free balance um, in our super that we can have, folks? Tell me that one in the chat. What's the number? How much uh, money slash asset value can we have in our super? And when we kick it into you know, income phase, it's tax-free, it, there's a ceiling, tax-free and income tax-free. What's the number? Tell me, tell me that in the chat, folks. Tim, all over it today. 1.7 mil. 1.7 mil. Boom. Boom. And um, what do we need to do? Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Tim. What do we need to do with our owner our, our owner occupier debt or what I would call bad debts? Okay, this is debts. Uh, that's super, that's net investment assets, and this is income. All right, debts, we need to have our own home, our PPR, at zero, 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 zero. So here's the drill. Acquisition, what needs to drive this acquisition stage, right? How many properties do we need to buy, right? Um, what type of... Um, what type of investing do we need to do? It needs to drive towards this minimum minimum outcome. Minimum outcome, right? This is our behavior in acquisitions. This is about our strategy, our implementation. We need to accelerate and we need to accumulate, all right? Over here, this is our freedom line. So what happens, This see this section here, that section there is about this. 
is about here. This is about our safety needs, all right? This is about making this bottom part of the, the hierarchy of needs taken care of. So we've ticked that box, team. Boom, big tick in the box. Acquisition done, acquisition done. I love it. All right, next part. How do we, in this love and belonging, friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection, at this point here, consolidation, right, we are now very safe, very secure, done and dusted. We've got our asset base, right? What happens here next is what what most of us are driven by. Tell me, what... What group, what's the number one group that every single one of us, like nearly everyone on, online, everyone who would hear this, wants to help financially? Which, what group of people in your life that you love do you want to help? And you would help, like, everyone wants to help these people, like in one way, shape, or form when it comes to their their world. Once you're, you have got your minimum safety and your needs met, so you as an individual, yep, boom, Tim, out here, this is the lifestyle, but we're now calling this the love and legacy stage. Who do you love and who do you want to help? And I would put it here, once you've taken care of the things that you want, you need, your world, then the next part is you're taking care of your family. People want to pay it forward and create something for the future. And I love, um, I love Alison's comment here. And what's the higher? So we've got it. So, so think about this, right? We're taking care of our family now. We've taken care of us, our minimum needs. We're taking care of our family We've got the asset base. We can take care of our family. We can, we've got some resources we can provide and take care of into the future. How is this done now? What are we driven by here? Self-esteem, respect, status, recognition, strength, freedom, desire to become the most one can be. Where does this part now? Who do you want to help after you take care of your family? What? Tell me in the chat, Alison talked about people, place, and planet. For me... Now I've got this under control for my financial life, maybe the same for your financial life. Now I'm building schools with room to read, all right? That's what, that's what I do. What are you going to do? What's your legacy? What's your future? What's going to drive you financially into beyond just enough for you and your family? And, and there's nothing wrong with that if you want to stop there. I'm, I'm cool with that. There's no judgment here. What I'm saying is human nature, human behavior drives like this. It's, it's how we're wired. You know, what are you going to do? Put that in the chat for me. This is where we create other things. Legacy. And I've seen so many people feel a bit lost when they get here. And now they choose this legacy piece. And it refreshes, it re-energizes their future no end when it comes to what they're up to, what they want to do. Um, uh, there you go. Alison wants to help other single parents, investors. Beautiful. Be- I love it, Alison. 
So once you've got some of the things down pat for yourself and you've got enough for your family, you want to pay it forward. You want to give back. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Anyway, hopefully that made sense. We're rearranging, re-energizing some of our models, some of our teaching, and really for us as property investors, you know, getting that into the psyche of where we are and what's driving us and why and what drives others, you know, you often fear um, and safety. We can then make great decisions as property investors to create wealth into the future. Anyway, there you go. Done and dusted. I'm done. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Friday, December 2, all done and dusted. Um, that's it from me, folks. Thanks for hanging out. Great to see you here. Join me again on Monday for another Wealth Coffee Chat. You guys be awesome. Be well. Bye for now. See you, team. Thanks, Donna. Thanks, Alison. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Luke. Brendan. Whoever else is there. Thanks, team. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mark. <laughs>